Hello, I'm Sarah the Rebel. I'm Tamara Brooks, aka Misfits Tamara. And this is Women Wrestling Friends. <laughs> a podcast where I talk about wrestling with my gal pals. And today's friend is Anissa, host Hi. on AfterBuzz TV Gamer, an awesome lady all around. We're going to talk to her, and then we're going to talk about goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I think there's a guitar involved in that song. Of course. It's not piano-y, but sure. Yeah? There's guitar, I felt too. like I wanted to do this yeah, no, it's to a, that. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Uh, but first, let's learn a little bit more about Anissa. So we met uh, when I got to go on the Raw and SmackDown after yes. shows on AfterBuzz TV. So that's a really cool place to visit. If you guys haven't watched any AfterBuzz TV wrestling content, you definitely should. I think Ify was on there at some point. Y'all know Ify. But first, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I love professional wrestling. Good. Of course, I have the logo tattooed on me. Oh. And when I mean logo, I mean the scratching logo. So, you know, I don't yes. want to get sued. Right. Don't want to F in. <laughs> and pretty much, I, I've had multiple open heart surgeries. Oh, Since okay. I was a little nugget. Wow. No pun intended to Owen Hart. Was but your heart backwards? Because that's what happened to my cousin. No, I had a, uh, the whole left side of my heart was not working. Oh. So I had a valve replacement. Crazy. Yeah. But that's, I don't want to say it's awful. Well, it's awesome that you, like, yeah. Are here with yes. us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> science. Yes. Right. Shout out Pretty to much. science. So when did you first start watching wrestling? Since my mom says three, but I the only fond memories was about five. Okay. So ninety-seven. Do you remember like a, a like a or earliest match you have a memory of or anything like that? Anything had to do with HBK. Yeah. That he does make an impression. He does. That that was with anything with HBK. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite wrestler? HBK. Good. 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 <laughs> Uh, what about, do you have a favorite match? Um, that Iron Man match with, Bro, uh, with Bret Hart and him mm-hmm. 60 minutes at the Anaheim Pond. Back then. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So um, you host a few shows on AfterBuzz. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. Um, I hosted Raw, SmackDown here and there. Uh, I'm social media for X-Pac, which is a legend in the WWE. I do his social media accounts. Yeah. I do good ideas, so we're having some cool ideas coming up Ooh, lately. That's exciting. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna have Kenny King on. Mm-hmm. So in the past we had Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Daniels. I met Christopher Daniels, and I was blown away. I was like, Oh my God, Christopher Daniels! <laughs> but uh, it, it was fun, and I enjoy it, and it's a good experience. So speaking of that, if you could interview any wrestler, who would it be? Well, I have two. Okay. Uh, HBK. I knew it. Of course, why not? Um, and if I could ask him any question, my question would probably be is, if he was able to choose Triple H to retire him, would he be able to, like, why didn't he? How come he did not choose Triple H mm-hmm. to retire you? Because you had that amazing match with him at some point. Right. And then uh, Dean Ambrose, of course. Dean Ambrose is has been my favorite since I was 15. Before he was Dean Ambrose. Wow. I was about to say, was he Dean Ambrose back then? So, uh, <laughs> always in his heart. Yes. <laughs> He's always I was a John Moxley fan before. <laughs> so that, that's somebody I would love to interview. Awesome. Yeah. Ask him about his, Mitch the plant. <laughs> See if he thinks about him ever. Oh, Mitch. Do yeah. you, Tell you I ever yeah. cross your mind? I'm a plant. Pour right. <laughs> a little 40 out and, and a cactus every time. And a cactus. <laughs> you kill it. <laughs> That's all a cactus. Cactuses are resi- They're resilient. Unless he has Mitch at home in Vegas. That's true. Yeah. 
It's true. I don't like the idea that we think plants die when they <laughs> fall out of their plants. I mean, their pots. You've yeah. got a little bit of time. Yeah, you do. I'm yeah, sure yeah. he's backstage at every show. <laughs> High five in the wrestlers. Like, like, go in. Hey, gorilla. <laughs> yeah, in the gorilla <laughs> position. Yes, good. Just, just there. So we have to talk about the pay-per-view with the weirdest name ever. Yeah. Great Balls of Fire. I'm assuming it's because of uh, Rocket League that they yeah. did oh, that. Okay. Uh, and it was a car theme, like everyone's name came up on like a car. They had a really awkward bit where they showed Xavier Woods going uh, to the tournament and apparently costing his team the title by maybe, maybe even throwing the ball uh, at the wrong at the wrong people. Um, so anywho, that was the concept. I also want to give a shout out to Trinidad because there was a man in the front row waving that flag. And yeah, I saw you, buddy. I saw you. Uh, so thoughts overall before we dive into bit by bits. It was, I mean, there were good matches in it. I, it's hard to get over the name and the and the whole fifties theme. It just right. feels really disjointed to me. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I can't grok it, man. Like I just can't. It's I, like that scene in Two Wong Fu with Love, where they're like, "What do you like? Strawberries and what uh, red?" And then they like threw things together. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know the meeting that led. To I, that. I didn't not like it. I didn't like it. The first two matches were so boring to mm-hmm. me. It was so like I felt like I was watching a Monday Night Raw. That's true. But yeah. then when it got to Braun and Roman and then so on, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was uh, surprised by how much I did enjoy it, probably because of all the blood. This really should have been the bad blood pay per view. Right. I think there was blood in every match. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. some somebody somebody got a mouthful. Uh, uh, I pretty I much think, every yeah, or, I think, or, I think in yeah. every match we yeah. saw blood, which is on the one hand exciting, on the other hand concerning because WWE likes to uh, black and white any photos where there's blood. Yeah. So probably so a lot of them. stuff from this pay per view people yes. won't even really want to use. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Neville faced Akira Tozawa because, as we know, Austin Aries is gone. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that came, that seemed like it came out of nowhere for a lot of us. It did. Um, yeah. yeah. It was super, like to the point where some people were like, wait, are we being swerved? Is this real? Yeah, like, is he going to pop up in the middle of the match and do a thing? Right. Nice. He's gone. He's going to go eat his bananas elsewhere. Thank you very much. What I really love about uh, Tozawa is the, I remember the first time he came out, not during the, the competition, but first time he came out as part of like 205 Live, and he was like, ha! Mm-hmm. Ha! Ha! And the crowd was like, not with it. No. They but were he like, refused to give up. Yeah. And, the, and he got them. And now. Uh, you heard the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, like, he's. I think that is because nobody understood <laughs> why, why he did yelling at me. And, like, why he makes those noises. And then I think, of course, everybody who doesn't watch a lot of indies are on the bag wagon. Mm-hmm. And then just probably watches his old match and is like, oh, okay, now I'm going to do that. It's a super smart move to do. To yeah. if if you're not that great on the mic, if you know that you don't have like some crazy gimmick that's really gonna rope them in, the other thing you can do is have a catchphrase, mm-hmm. slogan, a noise that you make, a, a hand signal that you do, a kazoo, yep. whatever you can do to that's just yours. Great idea as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was cool to hear how many people were like, yeah, fuck yeah, Akira. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, Neville won, though, because he's unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, just an orc tearing through the countryside. I don't get the pairing of uh, Tozawa with um, 
Titus Brand. Titus Brand. I call. I was about to call Titus Terry Cruz for a whole <laughs> twenty. However long that pause was, was me right. going. His name is not Terry no, Cruz. He's not as not. handsome as Terry Cruz. He's not as funny as Terry Cruz. Why is he Terry Cruz in here? Are you racist, brain? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Tyson Brand. If Akira already said no to Brian Kendrick, who legitimately could teach him things, right. why would he say yes to Titus? So I was having well, trouble with that. I think the the basis of that kind of uh, Titus is like a hype man, kind of like a, like your manager. Like he is, you know, uh, you know, sort of throwback managery where he kind of talks you up. So he's not as like extreme as a Paul Heyman. But he's like, yeah, you're great. You're gonna do this. Da, da, da. I'm gonna make sure you get that stuff. So that's like that sort of like late '80s ish, I think, type of dude. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it's to give some Titus something to do that isn't wrestling. Right. And I think this actually is one of the best gimmicks they've given him in a while. Like I think this works for him being like, yeah, I'm supposed to be this dude, and I'm and I'm a, I'm managing these guys or whatever. That works. For him, I, I just think. I feel like it's they weird, haven't though. found the right person for him. Though no. I really do feel like I, I agree with you. I think Titus could be a manager, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they've yet found the person he really clicks with. No, he, right? Because he's because we've seen him with Darren Young for so many years, mm-hmm. and yeah. that they click for sure. Right, and I I don't know. I I really enjoy him with him and Apollo Cruz. I think that they kind of click in a little in a different way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not loving it because I feel like it diminishes Apollo Cruz. I guess is why I have a problem yeah. with that okay. one. That makes sense. I, 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 do, I, I do think they are kind of struggling with getting Apollo over yeah. for the broader he, he came to the main roster so soon. Yeah. I and wish they could send people back without it being a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd be like, put Apollo back. Yeah. You know who else you should put back? Like three other people. Because you did, you pulled him up too soon. You didn't have a plan. Send them the fuck back. Yeah. Or you know what they could even do with story with having Kurt as manager say, you know, have Apollo lose so many matches and be like, I feel like he can't be here anymore. Yeah. I'm going to send you back to NXT. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of like a storyline. Yeah. Kind of like the Heath Slater thing where he had to work to get his contract. Right. right. You know, and then something. look how behind Heath Slater everybody got yeah. for yeah. no reason just because he was like campaigning for myself. I yeah. got kids. I got yes. Does he even have kids? I don't I don't know. No. <laughs> we should Google it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Later. We'll put we'll the answer. No, we'll, we'll tweet the answer maybe if I remember. You should probably remind me on Twitter if you actually care. Um, so, yeah. I I like Titus O'Neil a lot. Um, and if you follow him on Twitter, he's a really inspirational dude. Like a yes. good dad. I can see why they keep him around. Yeah. yeah. But they gotta. I feel like they still haven't found his home. Uh, so... Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Let's break this down a little in case you missed stuff. They were the hottest tag team ever because they had a very long slogan and because Enzo has so much energy, you kind of... He's like that person in the club who starts the electric slide and you don't even want an electric slide, but their energy pulls you into the electric slide with them. Mm -hmm. That's Enzo. So... Enzo has been found knocked out multiple times. And oh, it turns out, surprise, surprise, it was Cass. We actually mm-hmm. joked, I don't even remember what show it was on. Yeah. We joked that, oh, what if it was Cass? Cass. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was Spoiler Cass. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I like, I li- and I like that we found out because Corey snitched. Yeah, snitch. <laughs> what a heel move. I love the snitching. Oh, so I feel like I'm reliving Triple H. There were a lot, like, and I thought of Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, of course. Right. Uh, although I think they had a better buildup. I really do. Yeah. Uh, this seemed, A, it seemed sloppy and 
too quick mm -hmm. because and and here's why I think so. Cass then came out in a plain black t-shirt poncho, and then on this pay-per-view he comes out with some generic track number eight music. That music was bullshit. And his trunk said like Queens, New York. Yeah, it was. I don't know how much more generic yeah. you could possibly get. Which like is. Is it because they haven't come up with what his new gimmick is yet? Is it because this is a very temporary thing? I don't know, but it does nothing but hurt Big Cass. No. Uh, so I feel like something must have happened. They were like, let's move way really too quick with this. Yeah. Not give it any buildup. I think they could have used the Enzo Big Show thing. They did that for like maybe two more weeks and then started with the attacks. Then I think it would make more sense because that could have been a thing, like a jealousy thing, or like a oh, there's this other big dude that you know, you know what I mean? Like right. you know, like he started cheating on me. He started cheating on this other big guy. Like that at least Sorry, gives a life. little bit. Well, it a little bit, a little bit more like meat to the story. Right. Uh, I want to talk about Enzo's promo. Everyone seemed very impressed with this promo. Maybe I get distracted by the details because I'm sitting there going, what song is he talking about? I feel like I've never heard this song before. Uh -huh. Frank, okay, Blue Eyes, I think that's Frank Sinatra, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And uh -huh. so the whole time he kept pulling it back to the lyrics of the song. And I was like, this isn't a spoken word poem. I, just say what you mean. But then I went online and everyone else was like, this promo is amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just me. What did you guys think of, of his? Too long. Too long. Too it went too long. long. And it rambled a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he could have gone out there and been like, baby, I'm a star. <laughs> Cut that shit in half. Mm -hmm. And his freshly tattoos mm -hmm. that he just got. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I I just well, don't like, I just didn't like this whole segment yeah. of this match. Too yeah. long of a promo. I love well, Enzo. But, feel that if he wants to make it seem believable and like you're injured and you're hurt and nobody can't find you why are you posting on you know social media that you're home okay? <laughs> yeah. you know, just, like, make it seem like where's kayfabe man you know? yeah. <laughs> right. um yeah I, I think i was really happy to see enzo get kicked in the mouth i was really happy to see him just toss like a sack of garbage out of the ring because i think I had a lot of uh, that built up towards Enzo, and so it was like a release. I'm like, ah, yes, toss his ass. Uh, so I was happy on that aspect, but I, I do wonder if they've thought this through, and I wonder where it's going. Have yeah. I thought it through? Because who does Enzo beef with as a singles competitor? That's what I was thinking. And it would be more funny if Cass just threw in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> somebody right. catches <laughs> that. Like, here, you, here he's somebody take it. It's yours now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they, I don't know if they thought this through at all in terms of, like, the end game. I don't know if they're going to reconcile and that's what the end game is, that kind of doesn't make sense at this point. Because right. it's, it's being played at, at such a betrayal that they will like basically never get back together. Right, that's what I'm thinking. If you had the pretend like, oh, I was just kidding, everything's fine, and then I know I really kicked your ass. Unless this is an abusive relationship, I can't imagine <laughs> right. them ever getting back together within the next probably five years. How long has it been for S.H.I.E.L.D.? And we're only now just getting to the point where like, S.H.I.E.L.D. could conceivably maybe... maybe oh yeah, it's been a couple years, yeah. Right. Like, it, it, you'll need years between this, so I just don't know, are, are we going to have to watch Cass and Enzo fight multiple times? Because the problem with that is we know Enzo can't win that. No. And he's been getting his ass beat for, like, Since a year? Since Forever. Well, the, yeah. To the main yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but, like, there was some time where, you know, he could do some stuff or whatever, yeah. but, like, there was a three or three to five month span where, like, he was... 
just getting squashed yeah. every time it's on. And it, like, it hurts my feelings. Not because it's re- but I'm just like, man, they should just keep getting this ass beat every single time. And, I, and you're not even doing a storyline of, like, I'm going to get back up and fight. You're not really even doing that so right. much. So it's just, like, oh. seeing someone get, like, beat, beat. Up, right, it's I like just, what? Like he's a child. Stop! Yeah, like he doesn't understand. There. We taught him wrong as a joke. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. And he's pretty unsafe in the ring. But oh. sorry if you hear a dog in the background. By the way, guys, my neighbors decided of all nights this was hacky sack and dog night. So you may just hear some noises in the background. You know what? We're just gonna keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he. The, the, oh, P.S. I do have to tell you this brief, not related story about this dog today. Mm-hmm. So the dog's barking a lot, and I'm like, what is going on? Because the owners are out there. Why is he barking? And there's a squirrel out on the power line. Oh. But instead of doing the normal squirrel thing of oh shit and running, the squirrel looks down at the dog and stays for yeah. about fifth. Minutes like my cat came to see what was happening. She's <laughs> just like, Oh, what's that? What's going on? Oh, shit, it's popping off. Squirrel giving um, you the finger. So, I'm just wondering now, hearing him start barking at it, like, yes. has the squirrel returned? <laughs> so, yeah, big cast Enzo split. Sorry, okay. I just stabbed tomorrow for anyone not watching. That squirrel's Enzo, basically. He is, he's like Enzo, he's just trying to get <laughs> his scrappy, nut. just trying to get his nut, give him the finger to <laughs> screw you, big Leroy. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Then we had a 30-minute Iron Man match. I think it was 30 minutes. Oh, uh, oh sorry. One more thing about... Well, oh, no. Uh, Seth and, and Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. Did that happen next? That happened first. I don't know what orders things yeah, happen in. That happened first. Uh, I believe Bray Wyatt won with an eye poke. He did. He, he, <laughs> he jabbed Seth Rollins in the eye, and then Sister Abigail him, and that was the As you thing. do. As you do. Uh, what are you thinking about this, this feud? I think it has potential. I don't really... I'm not really getting the angle yet. Like, it's right. not clicking for me yet. Right. But, you know, he needs some other kind of cult of personality person to fight because I think that's a thing that Seth does very right. well. Kingslayer, Godslayer, yeah. whatever other slayer he becomes. I do think that so much of this is just hurt by the fact that we never get to see Bray Wyatt win. Mm. So, like, okay, cool, Bray Wyatt won. Bray Wyatt would have to just beat Seth every other time for it to even be com- mm-hmm. start to be compelling, but then we, we're diminishing Seth if we do that. Yeah, right? it's hard. It's a hard thing to balance with someone who, like you're saying, doesn't have that track re- track record right. of being dominant himself, and he doesn't have the group around him anymore nope. to kind of help push that, because Braun is being Braun, and Eric's on the other thing, and, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, it literally is like, if I went to school every Monday morning, I was like, I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm real strong, I'm gonna kick your ass, and then every Friday I got my ass kicked. And I came back every Monday. You know, at some point, you're just going to be like, that's the girl who thinks she's really tough. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think it would be more interesting if he just started, like, picking off, like, jobbers on the way. You know what I mean? Like, like just, what they did with, with um, Braun. Yeah. And, like, and maybe, like, getting um, the Miztourage, like, like, just taking them out just randomly for no reason. Like, he just kind of, like, was slowly terrorizing everybody around mm-hmm. Seth. Right. Then that would be interesting. So like he'll pop up while they're at lunch and just like, put somebody to sleep or some, you know, just like doing weird I, stuff like you that. You did that so well. I really <laughs> imagine just popping up uh, from under the table and then just boop. Yeah. yeah, I'm just confused why they even had this match. Yeah. Like, what was the point of having this match? I mean, for God's sake, we didn't even get to see Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor was not what? on this pay per view. You know who was on this pay per view though? Like Heath Slater. <laughs> Oh, I we're gonna talk. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk about it. But imagine for a moment that Finn Finn Balor, yeah, Luke and 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 uh, Gallows. You know, I'll never say their name right the first time. Luke, 
And Gallows. And Ed, <laughs> no, Luke Gallows and Anderson Gallows. Gallows. I don't know. Why can I never Anderson? say it? Thank you. Why do they have four names for two people? It's bullshit. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> just every time. It's going to be a meme eventually. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus and the Hardy Boys had a 30-minute Iron Man match. Yep. First tag team Iron Man mm-hmm. match ever. Yep. Funny, because you would think that would make a lot more sense, because then you get a lot more time to breathe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Surprised. Um, thoughts on this overall? I enjoyed it. I thought they, there was a little lull in the middle, which was to be expected, because you got to save your energy for the big finish, right. to a degree. But like, I like that it started out with uh, Seamus just bro-kicking. Yeah. And being like, pin, haha, gotcha. Like, I, I appreciated that. It's a solid heel move. Yeah. Um, with I'm sorry, but with a uh, Cesaro slide past as a distraction into the bro kick, I'm, right. I, I should put that right. up there too. And then Uncle Booker yelled touchdown because why wouldn't he? <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't he? There was okay. We're gonna get to it, but there was a point during uh, the the women's title match. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> that we're gonna get back to yes. once we get to it. I just need to put Oh, that, that man. I, I hate Booker as a commentary person, but I also love, love him, him as a commentator. Like I said, it's like listening to your uncle. I constantly think he's about to make a joke because he sounds like Tony Baker's funny voice. Like, <laughs> Booker, I love you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that we saw something. In, in, I think that Cesaro and Sheamus' ability to wrestle the Hardys and still make each other look good yeah. is a real talent and it a real really skill. Is. Yeah. And the Hardys have done this for since I was. Since we were mammoths, little mammoths, and to think that they can still do it, still pull off these good matches. I'm, and one thing I really like about the Hardys is because they, you see so many wrestlers change their gimmick, Mm -hmm. their clothing, and everything, and the Hardys still dresses the same like it's 1999. Right to the point where I'm like, I don't even know where you found those things. Exactly, you still have that belt. Been to a hot topic. Exactly. Yeah, hot they, topic they changes with the time. The they Hardy do. Boys do not. Nope. Uh, and Jeff Hardy could still get it, which I always find strange. I'm like, you look like you probably have a lot of problems that smell like cigarettes, and I wouldn't like date you, but I'd let you hit it, and that's weird because you're like an old man now. But they still look the same. Like right. they yeah. feel like they. I'm pretty sure their bodies like inside have changed. Right. <laughs> just pebbles. Not, They're just full of pebbles. But not their face. Right. And it just amazes me how they can still go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they weren't, they were doing their high-flying maneuvers that no. aren't really, you know, when we have, like, people like Kofi and yeah. stuff now, these high-flying maneuvers aren't that crazy to us. Anymore. But, but the crowd still pops for mm-hmm. a Hardy brother getting up on a belt as yeah. if it is. Yeah. And that to me is pretty freaking cool. Magical. Yeah, yeah like I, I've said before that Shazaro is my favorite. I love, I love them. Hey. I think that they're, I don't know. Oh yeah, and their entrance is basically the fusion dance. Which is so good <laughs> I to I love them. I love them so much. I don't even care, like heel turn, whatever. I'm, I'm down for it. I'll be very sad if they break up. Just never, out. just be together forever. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite storylines from like last year and into this year because it was kind of like, eh, whatever initially, but they actually took the time to like build it out. Uh-huh. So it ended up being very satisfying eventually when they started working together after that bar fight. Bar. Yeah. What's one cool I did like about this is Matt Hardy doing a moonsault. Yeah. Like, 
When have you ever done a moonsault in the WWE? Like, I don't, like, I don't remember the last yeah. time you ever did one. Hmm? So that was something, like, really cool. And I'm still wondering where he got his cut. I heard it was from Cesaro's elbow at some point. Mm. I actually didn't see it happen either. Yeah. I was just, like, suddenly he was bleeding. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I keep going. Might have been from the double splash. That's what it looked like. It appeared after that. Yeah, so. That's so it either happened it. right before yeah. or like right he kind after. Of, I mean, I don't could have like got like when just landed you know, right. like if even if you if 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 uh his knee pad was slightly off and he landed on it he could have done that it could have even just been like his own arm smashing into himself right i've seen just, that one before you know yeah i've done it before to myself with a knee you know taking bumps not as easy as it seems when you don't have any muscles just right in my own mouth um so yeah any other thoughts on cesaro uh and the hardy boys um, I don't know how much longer they can yeah. sustain this rivalry. Yeah. I don't think they are, right? Because didn't they wrestle somebody else last night? I think the Hardy Boys, I can do this, Brain. They yeah. wrestled someone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wrestled. And I think they lost. Oh, um, oh, yeah, they, it was Anderson and Gallows, and then the Revival uh -huh. came out. Revival. Ooh, that's going to be a good yeah. That would be great for them because they're so old school, and then the revival is just like we're just here to beat the shit out of you. Mm. I think that would be a perfect right, kind of situation. Right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. Listen, I'm sure they're very nice guys. I'm not super. Really I'm not really big into the revival <laughs> either. Neither am I, but um, <laughs> across the board, across across the, board. Board. the revival. <laughs> Neither am I. It's because like I just didn't really care for them when they when they were in NXT mm -hmm. and. Just for them, everyone's like, oh my god, a revival, oh my god, a revival. And it's like, they've been, he had a broken jaw right when he first came. Oh, y'all so tough, but you got your jaw broke. Yeah, and then now you're coming back to face the Hardys. Okay, now, now what? Now yeah, right. Like I think I think it's a good matchup yes. a pair of between styles. Yes. Right. But yeah, I'm not particularly into the rival like everybody else's. I'm glad right. none of us are. Good no. to hear. Ha ha, okay. suck it, all of you other people. <laughs> uh, so Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. You know, I do want to say one thing about this. I We have talked before about the fact that we, I think it was like a, a big women's match where there was a bunch of them in, mm -hmm. and we were like, dang, Sasha looks so good with Mickey James. Sasha looks so good against uh, Alexa Bliss. Sasha looks so good against Alicia Fox. And Sasha does. Like, say what you want about her wrestling style. Some people don't like that she's a little unsafe. I think she's just very bendy, but whatever. Uh, she makes other people look great when they right. wrestle with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. So I was excited for this match, but. We couldn't get no real build-up, like a story or nothing to it. It was just that gauntlet, ma gauntlet match that they yeah. had, and whoever wins gets a face Alex for the championship. Like, I really wonder if it was a last-minute decision to put her in, because otherwise, why wouldn't you build a Sasha and Alexa Bliss, like, yeah. fight? Because exactly. Sasha can't really talk. So it would be real easy for Alexa to just steamroll her all the time mm -hmm. and say talk a bunch of shit, and Sasha's response is just to punch her in the mouth. Um, insult her, right? Yeah. Be Snoop cousin, right? There's so much you could and do, and there's so and there is because Alexa Bliss at one point was an announcer for NXT, uh, so that could be a good storyline too, right? And then for Sasha coming, oh, you came in as a really nice girl, and then all of a sudden you changed, yeah, because we only saw Alexa Bliss being a nice girl for not too long, yeah. right? You're right. Yeah. So they could have done something. They chose to do nothing. Yeah. Hopefully they saw how great this match went and they are going to do something from now. 
Um, and, and another thing I want to talk about, can we talk about how goddamn beautiful these bitches look? Just. I mean, that gold on Alexa's eyes. Yes. Um, Sasha finally got her wig game straightened out. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the extensions Alexa yeah. was wearing look yeah. beautiful. The someone, outfits. Someone talked to Naomi's people. They were like, Naomi, could you help Sasha? Get that more is more like Sasha, like it's like Naomi. Please give me your person. Why? Because her hair is getting. Her hair was always her wig it's, was it's, always just a second away from. Because it's like a, right it's a hard. It's like a, the color's so bright. It's a hard color, and so I'm guessing that whoever was working on Raw maybe didn't know how to do a full sew in exactly properly. That's my guess. Right. Because if you look at Naomi, she's constantly getting her hair pulled and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and she's not having a problem with her. Yeah. Well, but Sasha... She, I think, I think uh, Naomi has a personal, like, hairdresser. Yeah. I, like, like I would be... All, I'd always be like, Naomi. <laughs> help me. Help, help, help me. me. Help me, sister. Help me. Because uh, Alicia also... Listen... Let, she needs to let that wig go. Well, okay, well why is she that needs wig a whole gimmick she, because she needs a gimmick revival. She does, and I don't know why they've been slacking on it for so long. I would long. like her to have a black uh, weave or wig, whatever mm-hmm. she loves in, in her hair. Mm-hmm. I would like to see her uh, her hair go black. Yeah, maybe like a nice like because um, she's so evil. A Noxuna moon, oh, like yeah. thorn, like real. Oh yeah, that's exactly so what I was yeah, yeah. thinking of. Like one of the oh, she look because yeah, so, she looks oh. so good. And with that nice winged eyeliner, yeah, yeah you can do a whole thing. So love yeah. it. Look at us just redecorating Alicia yeah, Fox right? for you guys. Uh, but anyway, so they both looked really great, yeah. and they both looked like goddesses to yeah, me. Yeah. So and it was cool to have the boss versus the goddess, and mm-hmm. you could see. The crowd was into this yeah. match, which I love. Having gone through that period of time where the crowds be little bitches about shit, <laughs> um, the bendy elbow trick returned. Yeah, yeah. It still freaked me out. It's still very weird. I'm just like, really again? Yeah. But the I announcers pretended it was the first time. Did you notice right. that? And I think it's because they don't want SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, Michael Cole was like, that is the most weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen, seen that before. Never seen, like, Listen, can we talk about... You've been in the WWE for how I many know. years? Yeah. But can Come we on. talk about the mess that was the announcer's booth during that whole match? Yeah. Like, there's a stretch where Michael Cole's trying to, like... There's, like, a flurry <laughs> of action, and he's trying to, like, call it, and then <laughs> Booker is like, it's a... With a thing. And the, like, doing his weird... Like, I just was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> they really... I don't know if the girls just moved faster than they anticipated, or if they were just like, let's get in here and do an indie match. Because if you watch indie matches... Yeah. That was an indie style match right. compared to WWE. Yeah. But you're right. I did notice the announcers where they were just like, "Fuck it, it's style. It's about style. It's all about style." So okay. You may not like it. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, bendy elbow was funny. You know what really made me laugh? So I was live tweeting this match, and I was like, "You double jointed son of a bitch," is what I tweeted. <laughs> and a guy felt the need to come in and explain to me that it had been done before, and I was like, "Did I say?" I've never seen this before. Did I say, whoa, that's surprising? No, no. I said none of that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this man live because I'm watching wrestling and I'm having a good time. (laughs) Stop mansplaining people, guys. Don't feel the need to just drop some info or switch it. Say, did you see the first time she did it? What did you think about it? You know, you can make it. Right. Phrasing Phrasing. fixes everything. Stop mansplaining people. Don't Kool-Aid man your way into some shit. Hey! (laughs) Oh, yeah! Did you know she's done that before? Oh, my God. Yes, I am older than 10. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always the guys that are always saying stuff. Like, we don't know. It's like, 
it's obviously we know. Right, I'm live tweeting wrestling. Yeah. I think I'm, I've got it, okay? You're <laughs> training to be a wrestler. I right. Think you know. You know, we had somebody comment that on, on one of my, I'm ready to ramble. Someone's like, you need someone who actually knows something about wrestling, like my husband. And I was just like, I. You said like your husband. Yeah, that's what she said. And I was like, I'm training, I'm training to be a wrestler. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know a little. It's fine. Uh, digression. So they looked real great, like mm -hmm. we thought they would, and it was really nice. And I appreciate the sort of um, fuckery of I'm gonna get my ten count out and keep my title because that's a nice heel move that you know. Right. Don't use it too much though. You know what's interesting to me about that? So first, real quick though, before we get to that, I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about that sunset flip. Yeah, that's <gasps> oh my god. That was Molina move. That shit looked so good. That looked more like a Canadian destroyer somehow. Yeah. Like. Oh wait, I don't even know if Sasha was okay after that. Right. <laughs> she's so floppy and bendy that it's hard to tell when she's, she's okay actually hurt and when she's right. not. Like, and it's her like, hair is long, so, so like she, she might have landed perfect, but at the angle where you are, you're kind of hidden. Yeah. So we don't, you know, but it looked. And so that's what brings me about the, the count out. Mm -hmm. I'm so busy, focused on that match, right. watching Sasha's face, watching, right. listening. Mm -hmm. It surprised me, yeah. the count out. Yeah. I wasn't even expecting it. That's how pulled in these two women had me, and I just think that's pretty crazy in today's day. That sunset flip was pretty much Molina's move. So I'm surprised they did use, they were like, okay, let's do it. And I'm just like, wait, we're still in moves now. I don't know. I think that they're letting the women wrestlers do more moves now yeah. in general because yeah. also from the Money in the Bank match with Lana and Naomi, right. letting Lana do a suplex, I don't think they would have let her do a suplex before. No. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're, you know, it's it's a slow transition out of the Divas era, um, which had some high parts and a whole lot of low parts. And I think that part of that is letting, like you're saying, letting them yeah, actually right. Like you can do wrestle. a pretty Northern Lights suplex, but like, yeah. no, just straight up German fucking suplex, yeah. Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just, this is so new and fresh for us because we're so used to the whole Diva mm -hmm. type of style. So this is like, okay, this is now getting legit. Yeah. You're letting them do this. And There's this no bra and panty matches. Gracias. Uh, then, so Sasha won, mm -hmm. but of course did not get the championship. I don't think any championship belts changed hands, by the way. No, I'm no. actually confused. Did they announce this was what type of match this was? Uh, yeah, that was just the championship. Like a match. Yeah, was it? No. So if she got a count out, doesn't that mean that Anytime she won the championship? You have to get a championship by pinfall pin or submission. Unless you have a specific stipulation. Unless it's a, like no disqualification yeah. style or yeah. anywhere, falls count anywhere match. Yeah. I thought it was... Yeah. Well, they, they did say a couple of times through the match, uh, if you could remember champion's it. Champion's advantage. The champion's advantage, and they were mentioning that through the, yep. through the thing. Oh, they so. brought it up as missing yeah. something. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's easy to like kind of tune them out for during part of the chaos that was there. Well, it's stuff. One, and it's one of the weirdest rules of the de like one of those like you have to suspend your your belief yeah. disbelief because it will like always. Why don't you always just leave the ring? It was like that Royal Rumble where Chris Jericho just hung out outside of the ring for yeah. almost the entire time and then stayed in the long. It's like no, that shouldn't. 
Count. Why wouldn't everyone just get the fuck out of the ring okay. then? Uh, so those are the moments where we just have to be like, uh, wrestling logic, YOLO. Yeah. Uh, but Sasha decided, I'm not finished with you yet. Chased <laughs> her down. Slammed, I want a gift, but with Broad's voice, we're like, I'm not finished with you. And with Sasha. Um, slams her face into the um, the side of the mm-hmm. thing, and Which then awesome. it was great. Then they just start brawling a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Alexa, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Alexa like, I'm going to DDT you through this announce table. But then Sasha was like, psych, I'm going <laughs> to double knees you from the announce table. This yeah. was a hard double knees to watch, guys. Yeah. I don't know what went wrong here. It looks like Sasha's knees were, her legs weren't in the position they no, normally in. they weren't. I actually saw this uh from a fan's perspective when they were in the audience, Sasha pretty much didn't use her knees. I think she was afraid to because she didn't think she was going to make it, so she pretty much went crotch in. That's what I <laughs> guess, yeah. So that's what my, my tweet was like, I think Alexa's bloody lip is from Sasha's coochie bone. <laughs> I think that bitch had a coochie bone. I had a bloody lip. And what a way to get a bloody yeah. lip. It seems like she... She must have a hard coochie. Bro. <laughs> She's very thin. There's not a lot. Yeah, there's not a lot. Probably not a lot. It's all muscle. There. It's all muscle. A I muscle think it vagina. seemed kind of like she misjudged by height more than anything right. else. Because, I th- and I think that in the air, she was like, oh shit. Like, I think like she was in the air before she realized that. They She's had like, Charlotte, something. six foot. Nope, this yeah, girl's yeah. the tiny little baby person. Because you know, because you know the, the space you have to jump to make it through the air, but like. Alexa's a little bit like she's real like a little, she's real little, tiny, real small. Yeah. So if if her if, if it was like even Natalia who's not that much taller but a little bit taller, right. I think it would have hit more properly. Mm-hmm. So I think that she was just trying to be like, uh, I don't want to like put my sh- right. I don't want to kill her basically, and that was kind well, of hurt herself. Yeah, right, you know. And so yeah, but she I, I kind of noticed there was like. She's like, oh, are you okay? Like, I think that was Yeah, like, I was going to say, Sasha's yeah. got to work on her face when she hurts somebody. Because almost, and Charlotte too. Because mm-hmm. almost a lot, a lot of their matches, we noticed their botches because they both did a really bad job of not showing, oh my God, baby girl, are you okay? I'm so sorry. But yeah. they try to play it off as like, I'm upset and just catching my breath. But really, they're like, oh my God. No, but no one will be you. worse than Randy Orton and that face he made when he Happy? almost killed. Oh well, every time he almost kills the single He knew. He messed up. He was like, oh. Ooh. He was like he that. For like 13 seconds, yeah, I was just like, like, "Yo, dude!" Oh, like, oh shit! One thing I think these ladies should learn about face expressions in the ring: get it from Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you ever seen Beth Phoenix wrestle in your life, and you the way these women talk about Beth Phoenix, who worked with her, they said she's so safe. She talks to you in the ring, mm-hmm. and she tells you, "Hey." But like not where nobody can understand or yeah, anything. Right. And I think these ladies should go to Beth Phoenix and be like, "Hey, this is what I need." Because Sasha was standing up there looking down, or looking down like it was supposed to be a "haha, that's your ass," but it was a "oh, that's your ass." <laughs> oh. I mean, I think the actual ask of that if she was okay was pretty slick, and the only reason I knew it happened was because I knew it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that probably will happen right there. But they, they covered it real well. And I still think this was a great ending, and mm-hmm. wrestlers, wrestling is not dancing. All right? You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's part of the thing. So, you know, a bloody lip, it's okay. She'll shake it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think it was a great... Like, I was upset about the disqualification, yeah. but right. it makes so. the feud continue. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the build. Like, I think they shorted the the buildup because there's already a little bit of bad blood there anyways from her coming in. Uh-huh. So that was, like, enough to make this... 
yeah. work, right? I think they'll whip, put anybody with Alexa, she's gonna kill them. Yeah. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship match was yet another match between The Miz and Dean Ambrose. <sighs> Dear God. Uh, we had, uh, we gotta talk about the Miz-tourage, man. Why? Why? So, Curtis Axel, uh, dressed nicely, mm -hmm. and Bo Dallas maybe went to a, a hippie party and never took the clothes off. It's, it's, it is vaguely reminiscent of, like, when The Undertaker came back as a motorcyclist. It's American way worse, badass, yeah. because it's not American Badass levels, though. No, it's not that good, but it's, like, vaguely reminiscent of Bo Dallas did not look like that. Right. And all of a sudden he walked out tonight with a bandana and, and sunglasses. They were like, like a gross. Like, what are you doing? It yeah. was real bad. This um, really remind me of him being in the Marine 5 where they all were bikers. Mm. And then it looks like he was he part the of the band Poison. Oh. <laughs> he was like, I have decided to keep this costume and also welcome to the wrestling. Okay. Uh, uh, skinny. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, and then his voice does not match no. what he's no. wearing. But you know, he doesn't. It was kind of cool to see like two sons of old school like wrestling pe personas kind of out there yeah. mm -hmm. together. I wish they'd do more of that legacy sort of stuff. Yeah, like um, thing. Right. I'd I'd love to see that more with them and with the women too, because I think we have three women on the mm -hmm. SmackDown roster mm -hmm. who are all second generation and in one case a third generation. Yeah. I think wrestlers right. like. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, um, anyway, so the Miztourage looks like a haphazard uh, thrown together. It looks like they went to visit Sebastian, the guy from Glow, went to his drug house and went into his costume yes, closet. Yes. <laughs> Hung <laughs> out they, with a robot. And they all picked costumes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, did, and their interference helped the Miz win. Any thoughts on this match? It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, they... The Miz and Dean work well together because they're good at their respective gimmicks and they're good on the mic. Um, I'm finding it to be... I liked what it was like, hey, there's a guy in a chicken suit or whatever, or a bear suit, and it's, you know, like, I liked the paranoia angle that they were working with The Miz, and that was that was fun, but, like, this whole thing with the entourage and the thing, and, like, uh, like it's, it's... It's so Hollywood, but not Hollywood. Yes. And... Right, like I would never have an entourage as a Hollywood liver that was right. made up of those that ragtag little group. <laughs> right, and it's like now I'm wondering. I feel like the WWE didn't know what to do with these two, so yeah. they said, "Hey, we're gonna throw it with, with the Miz and Maurice is not even wrestling, no. so it's like, what's the point of this thing?" Yeah. And I love Dean Ambrose, and this, I'm sorry, but like Dean Ambrose needs to move away from the IC title and. He, he's such a good, talented wrestler. Yeah. He should be going up to the top, and we all know how that went down when he went to the top. Yeah. I mean, right. is it is it is this a weird, really tedious, probably way to get the shield back together? Maybe. I mean, it, I mean, like you know, because if they're, they're all yeah, because they're all in like these feuds that they're getting their asses beat in, yeah. theoretically, or right. you know, whatever, right. um, potentially. Uh, so that, but like they're not big enough to, I think, uh, to to merit right. That, you the, know what I mean? The Mistrage is yeah. not on the yeah, level it's of not the Shield. There, yeah. so like if if it was like if Braun joined forces with the Miz and Bray Wyatt, or Finn Balor and, and Carl's uh, the club. like the, the, the club, club versus yeah. the Shield, that would be something that would be cool to see. Yeah, no, this match it just didn't interest me because I I feel like I've seen Dean and the Miz 
so many times that it's really hard for me to care. Yeah. Pretty much because they started at SmackDown and they when they moved to Raw they continued that feud and I'm just like, okay, let's move on, let's figure her something else. It sucks to know that Dean is in this position because he did that podcast with Stone Cold and that kind of brought him down mm-hmm. to where he's at now, which hey, that's Dean Ambrose for you. Yep, he's the honey badger, all right. Uh, So we had an ambulance match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. What this means is you only win when you put your opponent in the ambulance and shut the door. Now that... So, but... Just, just... Just what... So then, but why... Couldn't you at least have given Roman a stretcher to put Braun on? Braun's a big dude, you know? You were like, yeah, this is a fair match, whatever. Anyway... So it was a long and pretty intense battle, as yeah. all of Roman and Braun's matches have been. Yeah. Uh, there were some times where we thought one person was going and the other person was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end, Roman won. Yep. Then, <laughs> then he attempted to kill Braun by driving the ambulance back. I don't think he was supposed to drive the ambulance. Not part of the stipulations. No. Drove the, ambu- the back of the ambulance into a parked trailer. For reasons. <laughs> they had to get the jaws alive. Everyone freaked out. Um, <laughs> and then there was a, there was like a Heath Slater match in the middle of this, and they didn't even show Heath winning. This it was the most disrespectful exactly. shit I've ever seen. So disrespectful. Exactly. It's so disrespectful. Exactly. This match, I like the end, of course, and this is something that I enjoyed because it kind of reminded me when Shane McMahon put the cords. When Kane was in there and went through, but a different PG style. Mm. But, but it was rude and disrespectful. Heath Slater and Hawkins work their ass off. Mm-hmm. They come out, they get booed yeah. or cheered. Mainly Hawkins gets booed. Yeah. But they still perform and do a show. And I still want to know how did Heath win? What did he do? No did he fall? Was it yeah. submission? Like, that was something. Like, we don't. And, and what was weird is. They were so concerned about Braun and everything. All of a sudden, the ambulance come out within one second. Yeah. Yeah. They usually focus on a match. Right. And then everybody come out. But they didn't do that. In the very start of the match, pretty much a few seconds in, you the whole arena heard the ambulance noise being like yeah. blasted. Right. And, and they all stood up and were like, "Oh, what's about to happen?" Because they probably thought the ambulance was going to drive in or something mm-hmm. like that. So it was immediately, no one was watching that match. Yeah. And that was, oh, it was mean. Disrespectful. And then, of course, for it to be like, we gotta get the jaws alive, no one can get this door open, and everyone's like, have you just, tr- do you have know how ambulances work? Yeah. Have yeah. you tried opening Has the side door? Has unlocked the door? Yeah, have you yeah. ever, like, got in the car, move the ambulance, and okay. then maybe go, don't they, don't they have, like, a, not even a door? Yeah, there's a, there's, there's all kinds of yeah. So, you know, again, we suspend our disbelief because it's wrestling. <laughs> and then, so, as, this is like a horror movie, by the way, to me. That immediately, as soon as Roman drove him into the trail, I was like, oh, no. Because what that means in a horror movie is that Braun is now dead. He's going to come back from the dead. He's going to kill all the children. Yeah. But anyway, so as they finally get the door open, I see, like, the first guy go into the dark thing with Braun. And they're, like, looking for him. And I'm like, Braun's going to murder everyone. But that didn't happen. It was fine. Yeah. Braun, like a wounded cat, crawled out and ran away into the bushes. Yep, and you know what? I Leave wonder me alone. if that was like legit blood, or was it like? I'm pretty sure he was in there just. I know. Yeah, doing all this stuff yeah. like that. But what made it so like 
hilarious to me is when they have the cameras on Roman looking into the mirror, and I'm like, I didn't know this was a movie. The part, <laughs> no, the part where I, I actually screamed. I was sitting right here, and I went, ah! Like that. Was they focused on Kurt Angle's face at one point, and I can't even remember the face he was making, but it was something like, <laughs> it was like the meme face of the of the guy who's like what, but like way more exaggerated. Yeah. And you know, Kurt Angle already kind of looks like a penis with a face on it. So it's just every time they showed it, like like over exaggerations. I was losing it. I was like, this is supposed to be a serious moment, but God damn it, Kurt Angle, oh, you look great. It's my favorite. Uh, it's pretty great. He's what I love about him as a general manager is I am constantly on edge. I feel like at any moment he's going to lose his mind, tear off his shirt, and hop in the ring. Right. Well, hopefully after next week we'll find out. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's just, I, I, listen, I need the Roman Braun thing to end. I need but, it. I just need it to end. I'm so over it. Yeah. It's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and months and months, and it's not interesting anymore, so and it's not, like, I don't think you can top this. No, you can't. Like, what are you? What else are you gonna do? They're gonna fight in a submarine. Uh, he already broke. Braun already broke the ring with Big Show. Now we have this ambulance match. They already have been beating the shit out of each other with chairs and Ken Post. And Once like, uh, Braun Strowman gently put Roman against the wall by the neck and leaned in, it was all good for me. I was like, I got my rocks off. We're done here. What What I really liked about this match as well is when they went through the uh, lights. On the stage. Oh yeah, that was really cool for to mention that. That was cool. It kind of reminded me of the Shane versus Kurt Right. Mm-hmm. The so they, they went through the uh the like I don't the, even know how to describe it, the entrance the, area. Yeah. The, the 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 uh the board, the video board that right. they have yeah. that wraps around the And the then it starts glitching with a giant hole in it. It looked yeah. really cool. Yeah. It was a, definitely a spectacle. And they should have just kept going in from that point and started beating each yeah. other up and then go backstage, maybe come back out, then put in the end. Yeah, yeah don't you guys know how to wrestle? Um, so the final match was Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. This yeah. was exciting because we didn't know mm-hmm. what would happen. Ooh. Because on the one hand, you know, Brock is, you know, he's Brock Lesnar. He's undefeatable. But on the other hand, he's never on the show to defend his title. Mm-hmm. So the thought you could think, okay, maybe they'll give it back to someone who will actually be around. Be around. That answer is no. That answer was no. I liked it in the first few seconds. We didn't even get to hear. If you didn't know Brock's last name, you didn't get to hear it last night. Nope. nope. Heyman was like, my client Brock. Brock. And then Slow was like, oh, no, not today. Nope. Uh, and then immediately threw a table. Within yeah. the first few seconds of the match, yes. someone went through a table. Yeah. That's a great indication of how a match mm-hmm. is going to go. And Just two big, beefy dudes. This was, I think this was the perfect opponent for Brock. It made it seem like there's somebody out there can beat the holy crap out of him. Like, legit. Not like, oh, I'm going to beat you up, and then hits here and there, and then all of a sudden, 20 suplexes. But this was so entertaining. I wish it went longer. Yeah. Which is something rare to say about a lot of matches. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them coming from this kind of real fighter Mm -hmm. standpoint what happens when you have that is you have moments where you don't know what's real and what's fake Mm -hmm. and I think that's what helps make these that so much more compelling than for example Braun and Roman two big dudes who we can see are being very safe with each I mean Braun literally holds the people's heads for every slam he does he's so safe but like Brock is not safe and Samoa Joe a little unsafe. And also a little pretty unsafe. And so yeah. there were times yeah. where you're like, is this a shoot or is that real? And right. I love to feel that when I'm watching wrestling. I mean, and I think, it w- I thought initially that we were going to get Braun versus Brock. 
because he basically runs around talking about real competition or whatever. So I thought that was how that was, that was they were going to go. And then I don't know if they swerved I think it was, from it that was because of his elbow, I think, changed the timeline and mm -hmm. stuff. And then I think once they saw Samoa Joe picking up steam, mm -hmm. I think this is one of those situations where they're kind of just going to, what do people like? Right. What is yeah. working? What's or not last working? Thing. Right. Yeah. Or they might do um, some sort of four-way, three-way again. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good to see someone, you know, them doing longer matches with, yeah. with Brock and making it seem like there's some danger there, even though he's never really on the show and uh, never really trying to... I think it's very strange of them to just handicap yeah. one championship like that. Does Brock yeah. Lesnar need a championship? No. No. I Listen, I'm still mad that they gave him the Undertaker streak. I'm never going to not be mad about that. I wish that had been a retirement match. That's all I'm going to be mad about. Yes. Yeah. Wow, way to fuck that up later. <laughs> it's just, that At whole thing two. was just weird. And I don't necessarily blame Brock for it, per se. But it just kind of, to me, it messes up what's happening with him. And the story kind of appears. Because you're like, okay, well, you know. Like, the Goldbergs thing was pretty perfect. Like, that was, like, a great yeah. way of doing that. But, like, I just don't think the belt should have been involved. I, From I the get-go. I yeah. think that Goldberg right. and Brock thing should have just... No one needed the belts to be all in on a gold yeah. or a rock list. And the thing is, what does that tell the company when someone who is trying to get back into wrestling again? And saying, oh, Brock Lesnar is a championship? Wait, I'm confused. Yeah. He's not even on the show. That's what people show. were saying that. People were like, wait, hang on. You're yeah. telling me, I haven't watched wrestling in years, but you're telling me the people that I watched wrestle are, come, are back and they're wrestling. Yeah, it's we are a telling championship. you that. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. And, it, and it's to the point where it's like, you want somebody to be the face of your company? Make it someone who has talent. That's true. I'm just saying. That's real, Brock real tea right there. Brock Lesnar is already a household name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you go, you're going to say, I know Brock Lesnar. Why? I just don't understand why he needs that belt. Yeah. yeah. It just, it doesn't. I don't think it does. It doesn't make sense at all. No. But, uh, yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I'm assuming Samoa Joe's going to get the title eventually. Like, I don't see how he can't. I don't. I don't. I just don't know how long it's gonna go on, and uh, I think it it would behoove them to give it to Samoa Joe and have another title on there that they. Because I think part of the reason why the Miz and and Dean Ambrose thing is also getting mm -hmm. old is that that's one of the only titles that they have, yes. so they have to have it on a lot more to get contested. Yes. Because what else are you gonna do? I, I was just about to say that. I think when you only have one title, and when a super an untouchable superstar has the other title. You're, you're really in a bind because oh, there's yeah. so many wrestlers they can't even do anything with because what are they wrestling for? What mm -hmm. are they fighting exactly. for? And SmackDown, I feel, has more titles. Yeah. I, the, or is it the same? They have the the United States, States one yeah. and they have the WWE one. They have the same number, but it's it just, just that... feels like more because Because he's actually, yeah. He, yeah. The, the, the holders okay. are actually yeah, appearing every week. I had to make a I had to make like a chart to figure that out one day though. Yeah. The, when they had the brand switch, I was like, wait, the championship titles Just are going right. thing and the right. Thing. Figured it out, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's strange. Uh, they could bring back a title, like shit. Pull the two hundred five live guys yeah. into Raw or SmackDown and have have a cruiserweight title, and yeah. so many more people could be participating. Or a European title, even European though they have the UK one. title, but yeah. there's the European title from that mm -hmm. match. Or just make up a new Or bring title. back the dollar, the million dollar title There's so yeah. many titles. You can make up a title. It's the new yeah. new year, new us. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. I mean, you guys made a, a Raw title. And a right. Yeah. Raw and 
I love every time they're like, the only woman in history to have a SmackDown and a Raw. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so hard. It's been a year. Like, we get it. You guys aren't slick. Yeah. Anywho. Well, I was going to talk a little bit about going to uh, the G1 event uh, for New Japan. I actually got to go to day two in San Diego or Long Beach, one of those. It was in Long Beach, I remember. Um, So I don't actually watch New Japan Wrestling. I only ever watch clips, so I wasn't as familiar with everybody. Um, But I really enjoyed seeing Cody Rhodes and Marty Skrull and Rapongi Vice and the Young Bucks. So uh, Rapongi Vice is uh, one half of that team is Rocky Romero, who's going to be wrestling at my school on this Friday. Nice. Every time I've seen him, I have just been in love with this man because he's so good. And so I didn't even know he was going to be there. And then he comes out, and it's like Rapongi Vice. I'm like, oh, that's why his song is that. I'm real stupid. And has this amazing match with the Young Bucks. So I was just like, me and like four people were just cheering for Rocky the whole time. And I know probably everybody else in the crowd was like, why are they cheering? Why aren't they cheering for the young boys? It's like, we know that motherfucker. He's so cool. Yeah. Uh, If you know him, right? Well, cheer. It was really cool to see. Um, And then seeing like Justin Thunder Liger in person, I'd always, like I said, seen clips, but getting to see him in person was really cool. Um, Kenny Omega, I was really surprised by how uninterested in his matches I was. Don't kill me, internet. I like that dude. I think he's hilarious, but like his matches. He does the same move over and over and over again, and I get really bored very easily. But then he has these long matches. Like, he had a match with Ishii. Ishii? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But both of them just did simple-ass moves over and 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 over again. And I got to the point where I was, like, inured to the violence. I was like, I don't even care. I learned how to do knees properly from watching the match. That's how many times they did it. Uh, So I found that I was way more into, like, Someone like Cody Rhodes, who was in there just selling a story with his body, versus people like Omega and Ishii, who were more just being very physical. So that was something interesting to learn about myself mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan. And like Cody Rhodes kind of was a little unsung, I feel like, during his time because they gave him some of the weirdest gimmicks and he made them all work. Yep. Every single one. They oh, had yeah. that whole phantom period where he broke yeah. his faith. And he's like, don't look at me. Like that whole thing. Was, <laughs> like he just sold the shit out of that. And yeah. Stardust. Like he, yeah. he turned that into some great weird thing. That I, like, it yeah. was so good. He's so good. And yeah. So in the big match he was a part of, it was like a huge tag team match. It might have even been like 10 people. Oh. 6 to 10 people. It was a lot. It was like Bullet Club versus somebody else. I'm sorry about not knowing the names of these things, guys, but like I said, I don't watch New Japan Wrestling. I was just trying to keep up. Right. Uh, and so the interactions between him and Marty, who I'd been told to look out for, he's like a villain, he uses an umbrella, he's really cool. They were so right. Because like I didn't know the storylines. I didn't know who was who. I didn't know what was going on, but I was completely pulled in by their interactions, by their little storytelling. Like Marty pretends to be a bird half the time, I guess. I don't know why, but like I was more invested in their matches, uh, in in their match than I was in any of the other ones. And I'll just only talk about one match that stood out to me for being particularly bad. It was Billy Gunn versus Tanahashi. And Tanahashi, first of all, if you've never seen this man, you gotta look him up after this. He looks like an elven general. Like he had this super high ponytail and he had some gear that was like out like this. So he just like gets up there and I'm just like, I will serve you, let's go get the one ring. Like that man looked like this beautiful little elf man. And then you have Billy Gunn who looks like maybe Krang lives inside of his body, but he's old, he's been through a lot, he's a respectable 
guy, you know, it's gonna be a good match. It was not. It was not a good match. It was weird. The pacing was off. It was slow. I kept getting concerned for Billy Gunn. He's uh, been through a lot of tables in his Yes. So uh, Tanahashi won it eventually, but that was probably the one match where I was like, I was yawning and really hoping it was over. But overall, I had a great experience. Definitely different styles. Um, a lot more focus on doing simple moves well and trying for your move over and over again versus um, what I guess I'm more used to, which is someone might have like five moves and they kind of go to those moves a lot. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was it was different, but I'm really happy I got to go. And shout out to Capone for buying us tickets because I wasn't going to spend that money. All right, so that's been this episode of Women Wrestling Friends. Everyone, tell people where to find you. Uh, you can find me on the uh, tweets and the Instagrams at Misfits Tomorrow. And you can find me on every single social media site that is available at Anisavara with three R's at the end. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank it was so you. great to have you. All right, guys, we're going to see you next time. And until then, take a clothesline. Oh.